Boom, baby, we're back and we're talking about confidence. You know what I'm talking about. You know that thing that every man wants but for some reason just can't get? The thing that's supposed to be the end all be all? The thing that if you just had it that the women, the success and everything else in life would come running? Yes, we're back on that topic. You see, last week we talked about the five traits of the confident man. This time, we're gonna go deeper. We're gonna talk about the advanced traits. I'm talking about the upper level master confidence. I'm talking about the type of confidence that never goes away. The type of confidence that's not just an act, but it's ingrained into who you are. It's in your skin, it's in your DNA. People feel it before you even walk into the room, before you even say a word. That is the type of confidence we're gonna be talking about today. And so, if that's what you wanna know more about, then stay tuned, listen in, and let's get into it. Welcome back to the Red Velvet Podcast. What's going on, Playboy? Nice to see you. Now, I know it's a it's a Tuesday. These come out on Monday. That's my bad. I'm here just you know getting better with my schedule here because with the little one, things change back and forth. I'm trying to be adaptable, but for me, that's not an excuse. For me, I made a commitment to be here with you to every Monday to help you become the best man that you can be. And so I do take uh, responsibility for that. So that's my bad. But it wasn't for nothing. It wasn't for nothing because over these past few days, I've been thinking. I've been thinking a lot. I've had lots of little epiphanies. And one of the things that rocked my world this past weekend was I finally had an epiphany when it came to fear, specifically fear of failure. Now, this is a whole nother topic. This is going to be a whole other podcast, maybe a series because I don't know about you, but the fear of not being perfect, of messing up, of letting people down, that, at least for me, that kind of hinders me sometimes. Sometimes it causes me to get in my head and not take action, to lose momentum, to procrastinate. And I had an epiphany about that, that the thing that I was experiencing, the thing that I was actually afraid of wasn't fear of failure itself. It was fear of abandonment. Now, I'm just going to leave you on that cliffhander. You're going to be like, wait, Paula, wait, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Like, yes, I'm going to leave you on that cliffhanger. And we're going to dive into it. Maybe next week, maybe in the upcoming weeks, we'll, you know, we may get into that. But just to let you know that the fear that you're experiencing, it's not because of actual fear of failing. It's a fear of something else. And we'll dive into that as something else, but that's like a big epiphany that I had that I wanted to share with you that we're gonna break down some more so you can get your epiphany too. And But the other one also, we had our monthly mastermind call with the Red Velvet Group. The Red Velvet Group is the guys that I run, the guys that I coach, is the men's group that I run, fantastic guys. And every month we get together to have our monthly coaching call. And we talked about a lot of things. One of the things that we talked about was uh, first dates on how do you do coffee dates or do you do big expensive dinners? We talked about that. We also talked about standards, having standards. It's funny, you know, what may be a normal standard for you may be crazy to someone else. And what may be a crazy standard for someone else may be normal for you. Like for example, for me, I go to the gym five days a week. Now my partner's friend, when she heard that, she's like, wow, he goes five days a week. That's crazy, he's so committed. But for me, because of my sports background, five days a week is normal. 
Like if you're not going five days a week, your might as well not even go. But that's just normal. That's the standard. Whereas for other people, that might be crazy. And so then that got us talking about, okay, well, what are the standards in your life and how does it play out in your life? Do you need to raise your standards where something else is normal? Or do you need to actually honor yourself because what you're doing is actually pretty great? We talked about that. The other thing we talked about was what to do when you feel lonely. I get it. As ambitious men from time to time, we feel lonely on our path and our journey to greatness. It happens. So we talked about how to deal with that. We also talked about how to reframe negative thoughts and situations using something called a context reframe. Uh, the short version of it is that essentially you ask yourself, well, uh, in what other circumstances can this be a good thing? So whatever negative situation you find yourself in, just ask yourself that question and then you'll see that what you're experiencing is just a matter of perspective. But the main thing that we got into was confidence. And it was funny because one of the guys on the call, superstar of a guy, he came on and he asked, how do I come up with the words to have a conversation? How do I get my words together to better have conversations with people? And it's funny because he asked this question while he was in the middle of Walmart shopping for oil. And it's funny because he was online about to talk to someone. And we gave him the challenge. Go talk to someone right now. You're online, great. Talk to the person who's about to ring you up. And he was feeling nervous and everything. And what we did was we told them, like, listen, all right, step out of line for a second and just breathe. Breathe, slow down your heart rate, slow down your pace of speaking, slow down your pace of breathing. Then we told them, okay, remember back to Mexico when you found who you really are, your playful self, your core self, go back to that guy. Breathe and notice what he feels like. And then we told him, okay, cool, now just go express that. What does that silly guy want to do? What does he want to say? And we, and then he did it. He went and talked to the person and he went and had a great conversation. He had a couple nice little one-liners and it worked out. And that moment right there was an example of what real confidence looks like, of a, a, a real demonstration of what it looks for someone to be confident, like, a, like the advanced level of confidence tactics. Because like I said, here's the thing, it's very easy to pretend to be confident. And there's nothing wrong with that because in the moment we do the best we can and we go ahead and do things like we talked about last week, as in lifting your head up high, speaking slowly, eye contact, things like that, they make you feel confident in the moment and they do work. However, long-term, they are just temporary solutions for an ongoing problem. And a lot of those things, as far as like pretending and wearing these fancy clothes and dressing a certain way, these things are really band-aids for the real problem, which is we are not confident in who we are. We are not sure about ourselves. We're not sure in our ability to figure things out. Uh, we're not sure in our ability to endure shitty situations. And the key is here that to really be confident is to solve it at the core level. It's to solve it like really in terms of who you are and how you operate, AKA inner game. For those who never heard the term before, essentially inner game is the thoughts, the beliefs, the mindsets, the emotions that inspire, motivate, 
and initiate nearly everything you say and do. So there you have that there. But as always, I want you to be great. So this time I want to talk about the advanced traits. I think you're ready for it. I definitely think you're ready for it. And I think that if you start to incorporate these in your real life, that you will see a change, that you will no longer feel like an imposter when you walk around, when you go and meet people, you will feel authentic. Like it's a funny thing that I notice when it comes to like being confident. And it's either people are confident, but if they feel confident, they feel like they're putting a mask because underneath that is what they think is their real selves, which is, you know, probably the loser, probably the, the, the introverted, the nice guy, the guy who's not good enough. They fuck around and think that that is who they really are. And so they spend the rest of their lives jumping back and forth, back and forth between those two identities. Either I'm the man and I'm confident or I'm the, the, the introverted, nice, not good enough guy. And so I have to be confident to go ahead and make that guy go away. But the problem with that is that you're gonna keep going back and forth. Like you're never gonna get off the seesaw. I mean, I don't know if you experienced this before, but I'm willing to bet that you have, that the classic scenario goes like this, where, okay, you don't feel good enough. You feel introverted, you feel shy, you feel broken, you feel invisible. So then you go on the internet and then you look for ways to fix that. And you find these tips and tricks to be confident fast, to be, you know, a rock star confident. And I admit, you know, I've been guilty of giving those out too as a quick solution, but not as the ongoing one. Like you just need to feel confident in the moment. And it's like make or break, you see someone you want to talk to, or there's something you want to do and you need instant confidence, by all means do those. But if we're talking about long-term, we're talking about in your soul and who you are as a person, like are you a confident man at, at your core? This is stuff that you want to get into. This is stuff that you want to solve and address. And so you are feeling, oh, I'm not good enough. I find these tips and tricks. So then you use them and then boom, you feel good. You get the results, you do better. But then, dun, 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 you start to worry. You know, deep down, this isn't who you really are. You know, deep down, you're just acting like someone new and then you become afraid. Are other people going to figure me out? Are people going to find out that I'm not really this guy? And so then what happens? The insecurity creeps in. And so you go right back to where you started as feeling like the nervous, insecure guy, not good enough guy that you've been all your life. And then the cycle starts again. Since you want that, you have the anxiety, you don't want anyone to find out, guess what you do? You cover that shit up. You cover that shit up with more tips and tricks. And then you feel bad when it doesn't work or when people call you out and then it's back to feeling not good enough and you're back and forth, back and forth. And, and that's a horrible way to live. Now, if you want to not live life like that, that's a tongue twister, then the answer to your problem is to not even play that game anymore and to solve the problem at the root. Solve the problem at the core, which is the inner game, which is the advanced stuff that we're about to talk about today. So with that said, let's get into it. Let's get into the five advanced traits of the confident man. Now, number one, we have self-validation. What does that mean? Well, 
I like to start off by just let's just define what validation means in general. And validation means it's the recognition of something or someone being as worthwhile. It's a recognizing of their value, of them being worthy of time and attention and, and of being special. Now, the mistake that a lot of guys do is that they go ahead and they look for this outside themselves. They look for other people to recognize them. They look for women, for their parents, for their coworkers, for other guys to validate them, to recognize and, and admit, hey, Pablo's worthy. I, I give him my stamp of approval. And what ends up happening is that you end up living your life chasing just to hear other people say you are good enough. You begin, like you begin, you begin to give up who you are, your life, your dreams to chase someone else's fleeting approval. Someone who doesn't know you, someone who is probably going through their own shit and probably projecting and someone who's probably who you, someone you don't want to be. And so you're off there. My, my accent is wild today. <laughs> oh, there. So you're out there chasing other people's opinion, other people's approval so you can feel better about yourself. You are putting your happiness, your validation, your peace of mind, your worth in someone else's hands other than your own. That's like giving someone else the keys to your Ferrari and be like, here, you be in charge of when I drive it. You be in charge of, of when I get to have fun with it, when I get to enjoy it. But it's yours. Like, it makes no sense. It's the equivalent of giving someone your car or, or letting someone, you know, uh, decide when you go to the bathroom. Essentially, you have made them your master. And if you keep living like that for the rest of your life, you're going to live 80, 90 years of your life with someone else being your master, with you being someone else's slave. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not the type of existence that I want. The type of existence that I want is one where where no matter what happens outside of me, I'm still the man. That no matter what happens outside of me, I recognize my own value. I have validated myself. You get me? This is why self-validation is so important. It's because when you validate yourself, you are no longer attached to other people's opinions. You're no longer attached to people's judgmental looks or comments about you. You don't let people sway your energy, your mood, your goal of what you're going after. Now you become bulletproof in the wild world that we live in because guess what? People are going to have opinions. People are going to say some sideways shit. And guess what? It's going to come from people you love. And not because they're haters. I mean, sometimes they're haters. But other times it's just... They're just mindlessly talking, don't really know better. But, you know, it's going to help you become resilient out there. It's going to help you have the, the, the cojones to go out there and be like, yo, I'm going to go and do me. I'm going to go and wear this thing. I'm going to go and do what I like regardless of what anybody else says because it makes me happy. I don't need anyone to tell me I'm the man because I am the man. Otherwise, you're going to be a desperate guy seeking from approval from women, your partner. And women don't want a baby. Women don't want a guy that they have to constantly reassure. You get what I'm saying? Because it's not their job. It is your job to do that. It reminds me of how, you know, for me, I, like, I, I, 
I remember going to this place called the Bungalow in Los Angeles. And I've told the story before, but it's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. In there, it's probably one of the hardest places to meet women in Los Angeles. Like everybody's bougie, everybody's out there being super LA and whatnot. And I remember being nervous myself and I could, you know, understand it and feel what's going on inside me. And I remember going and talking to this group of women and I told myself, listen, as you know, I look good, I have a good smile and I can stand up straight. I have great posture. I validated myself in that moment. I didn't care what happened after I started the conversation with the women. All I knew is that regardless of what happened, I was already the man simply because I had those things going for me. I gave myself that self-validation. Another example is when I wear my red velvet jacket. That thing is my baby. Uh, that thing, like when I first got it, I never anticipated that it would get as much attention as it would. I never anticipated that would be the start of this podcast and every other move, you know, the movement that we've created here. I got it because it was dope. I got it because I felt good in it. When I wore it, I didn't look for people to say, to, to, to reconfirm my decision to get it. Like I didn't need other people's opinion to confirm, Pablo, you chose a nice jacket. No, I liked it and then people just start to follow along. And you know what too, it's the same thing. We're gonna go down this rabbit hole, get ready. It's the same thing with everything else in your life, whether it's your partner that you choose, your job, your career, your dreams, your goal, how you set up your house, what food you eat or don't eat. You do not need other people to be like, you chose well, you made a right choice. Cause then it, then it goes back to what we were talking about as far as you waiting for others to validate you. You get what I'm saying? Now really quickly, like for anyone out there that's like, all right, Pablo, well, how do I self-validate myself? Well, simple as that. First thing you do is you take a look as how do you define what's worthy? How do you define what's good enough? And be honest with yourself. And you know, some people might say like, oh, when I'm rich enough, when I'm this good looking enough, when I act like this, so then once you define it, be honest, the second thing you're gonna do is go, okay, where did I learn that from? And chances are, you didn't come up with them, my friend. Chances are, you picked them up from somebody else. And so in that realization, I want you to realize that you're running your life based on what another person has said. And then I would invite you to be like, all right, well, how's that worked out for you? Are you happy? Do you feel constantly stressed out that you're not validated enough? You see what I mean? And then thirdly, next I want you to redefine it. Redefine what it means to be worthy. Redefine what does it mean to be uh, recognizable, to be good enough. And my, my recommendation is to switch it from something external to something internal. So instead of like, oh, being good looking, having lots of women, being you know uh, super successful, always having the right thing to say, which are external things, I want you to define it by external, internal, excuse me, internal qualities. So things like caring, ambitious, uh, thoughtful, brave, courageous. Define yourself by that. And then here's the last piece is then ask yourself, what do these things look like in action? So for example, if it's ambitious, that means working on a project. And that simple as that. And so then your job is to do those things every day. And every time you do those things, you prove that you are those traits. Hence, 
validating yourself, that you are that guy, validating that you are kind, you are great, you are ambitious, you are thoughtful, daring, courageous, all that good stuff. Does that make sense? Let's keep moving. Number two, which is to have no expectation. The sign number two of the super confident, of the advanced confident man is that he has no expectations. What does that mean? It means that he places no particular weight or no significant weight on any particular outcome. Whether outcome A happens or B happens, he has no particular weight in it. The, you know, cause it, I, and I get what you're saying that like, I get what you're saying because Pablo, like, you know, we want things in our life. We have desires, we have outcomes that we want. We want the beautiful woman. We want the happy relationship. We want the happy, successful life. I get it. That's not a problem. The trouble happens is when you become attached to it. When you get to the point where you're like, I want this so bad that if doesn't, if this doesn't happen, I will feel bad. I will be hurt. I will be let down. The sign that you're even talking and things like that, it shows that you are attached. And anytime you are attached, that turns you into a desperate, into an anxious type of man. And then when you're desperate and anxious, you start acting and moving desperate and anxious. And nobody wants to be around that. You're just going to keep fulfilling the cycle and you keep doing things and fighting and being worried, um, looking for other people to validate you, to make sure that everything's all right because you're so attached to this. The reason why you want to be unattached is because it, when you are unattached, what that does is that when you don't put, put any particular weight on any outcome, that doesn't mean you don't want what's best for you. But what that means is that you are open to all possibilities. It's not bad to want something good to happen, but it's the attachment that comes behind it. Because when you're unattached, you become present. You are, and when you are present, you are free to move and navigate in a more effective way, which allows you to inevitably really get what you want. Think about it. You're not gonna get what you want whenever you're freaking out and thinking about the future and making sure an outcome comes. Like, no, you do a lot better when you are present when you're in flow and, you, and flow happens a lot better when you're unattached. You get what I'm saying? And so the question is, oh, Pablo, how do I be unattached? How do I let go of expectation? Simple. I want you to develop the attitude of let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens. Whether, you know, you still take your shot, but just do it for the curiosity of being like, let's see what happens. For me, that's been my mantra all day long. For me, back when I was single and I would talk to women, I'll be honest with you, even like when I was at my peak, I had no idea how it would turn out. I had no idea whether or not the woman would respond to me, whether or not she would reject me. I had no idea. All I knew is I knew what I was going to say. I knew how I was going to show up. I already validated myself. And so I went up there with the attitude of, well, let's see what happens. Cool. I allow myself to be surprised. I'm telling you, you have that attitude, you will find yourself being less attached to things. So do everything with the spirit of curiosity of, let's see what happens. Number three, he finds opportunity in every failure. What does that mean? That means he's able to see the positive in every negative situation and sees a way to leverage it, sees a way to flip it into his favor. You get what I'm saying? Because I, I see this all the time and I'm not gonna lie, I'm victim of this as well. I'm guilty of this as well, where something bad will happen and then that's it. 
then that's that's how I classify and look at the world where okay it's done my chance is over the world sucks this person's an asshole it's just you know we broke up it didn't work out um, you know it's just all downhill from here but like I just said if you just heard what I said the if you do that and just fall into that trap you're just gonna believe that everything goes downhill and the faster you go downhill the more you'll get the momentum and the harder it will be for you to get out of that shitty situation you get what I'm saying because the real guys the guys who are super good not only with women but at life they don't see failure they don't see failure y'all it reminds me of something that my dad always told me which is you you know he would always say in his accent he would go junior you know I've never lost I'm like what do you mean he goes no I've never lost I've never failed I've only learned and at the time I was like all right that doesn't make sense but as I got older and started to you know live my life I started to see like yeah bro you 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 either win and get what you want or you learn how to get what you want. You're never really down. You ne you're never failed unless you quit, unless you stop. Because if you do it, like if you peep this, right? If you, if you, actually I'll give you a great story. So, you know, for me and my partner, when I first reached out back out to her, she didn't want nothing to do with me. She left me on red, she ignored me. And so you could have seen that as, okay, I failed, right? But the positive that I took out of that was like, okay, well, I can learn how to be patient, all right? I can maybe, right, how to be patient and the true meaning of patience. And so what ended up happening is like a month or so went by, she reached back out to me, we talked, we reconnected, and here we are. Now, every failure is just like a little bump in a grand story. So if you look at the story of you succeeding, that little moment was just a chapter. It was just a part of the story where you slipped up. Because failure is only perspective. Like if you stay in that moment, yes, it's failure. But if you zoomed out, that failure was just like a little piece in part, a little piece that was part of the grand success. You see what I mean? And I like, I'm trying to think of another good example, but let me, let me do it with this, right? Maybe this will help. Is if you want to know how to start flipping things, it's whenever something bad happens, whether it's rejection, whether it is... Uh, you know, you get fired, you get, you get, uh, you know, I don't know, let go or something unfortunate happens. I don't know. I'm just here talking here, but ask yourself this questions. What can I do now because of this? What am I free to do now because of this? What does this, what does this allow me to do now? The phrasing of that question, it forces you to acknowledge that because this door closed over here, another one opened. And so that's a mentality that you got to have that when a door closes, a window, another door opens. It's the yin yang of life. Nothing opens without closing. That's just the way things are. And when you have that mentality, what you're going to find is that you can't stay down. With this mentality, you'll have supreme confidence because you won't be afraid of fucking up. You won't be afraid of getting, of getting fired, of getting broken up, of getting rejected or messing up. And matter of fact, you can even get to the point where you look forward to it, where you thrive off it because you know how to flip it. You know that everything sets you up for something better. It's not a comeback, it's a setup. That's the way I think of what does this set me up to do now? And when you have that mindset, you can still stay confident in the midst of failure, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of rejection. And those guys, 
those guys who can do that, those are the real badasses. Those are the guys who you know, like, oh, no, he's really about it. The guys that in the middle getting rejected, he's like, he's like, good, how can I flip this? How can I leverage this? What can I do now because of it? The guys who don't change their swagger, guys who don't change their energy in the middle of it, guys who actually turn on and their energy goes up, those are the type of guys that end up being the real confident, the ones that went big at the end. So that's number three. That's what I want you to keep in mind. Finds opportunity every failure. Number four, believes he can and will figure it out eventually. What do I mean by this? I mean being okay, not knowing the answer because you have a self-belief that you have a great ability to learn anything or to figure something out. And like, let me break this down. For me and myself, I used to believe I needed to have all the answers. If I didn't have all the answers, then I, you know, people wouldn't like me. And the, so what I would do is I would either just you know, stress out or maybe make something up. But what ended up happening, I just ended up causing anxiety. That made me feel like I had to be perfect in order for people to like me. And that caused me stress. That took away my, my confidence. When the truth was, I didn't need to know everything. All I had to do was just know that I can figure it out. Or, and, just, and just lean into the fact that I can figure it out. Because I remember when I used to work with Neil back in, with Neil Strauss back in, uh, when I was in the society, ooh, like six years ago, something like that. And I remember working with him and I wanted to be impressed. I, I, excuse me, I wanted to impress him. So I would always just make sure I would have the right answers to everything and I would freak out if I didn't know the answers. Like I really had like panic attacks because, oh no, he's gonna think I, I, I suck and, 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 and you know that he won't be able to work with me. And so that caused me not to show up confidently during meetings. And Neil, uh, you know, he's the type that like, listen, I gotta trust you. If I'm gonna, tr if I'm gonna you know, have you run the program, I gotta trust that you'll be able to do it naturally like any boss. And, but what I ended up doing, like the whole thing of trying to be perfect, of thinking I had to know all the answers, that caused me to not show up confidently. And so there was a moment where I realized I didn't have to know everything. I just had to show that I was assertive and resourceful because what people are really looking for at the end of the day is a sign that you can be trusted. A sign that you're not just gonna, you're just, you're just not gonna like throw your hands in the air and be like, I don't know. Because the worst thing than not knowing the answer, it's pretending that you do and then being crazy wrong is presenting it in an insecure way. And that ends up making you look incompetent. And that's worse than not being confident. People will rather hire someone who like, all right, he may be unsure of himself than someone who's incompetent. Because in a high stakes situation, like incompetence, it just drives people nuts. Like, and, and it destroys trust. A person who's not confident, like, all right, then my person might not be confident in his ability, but if he's willing to learn, if he's willing to figure things out, you can trust him. And so for you, if you wanna start showing extreme confidence, forget trying to know everything. Forget trying to know the answer to everything. It's okay if you don't. Be okay if you don't. And if you don't, I want you to do the following things. If you don't know the answer, say this. Go, I'm not sure, but this is what I do know. And then start talking about that. 
Another thing you can do is you can say, that's a good question. Let me get back to you on that. Nice and easy. Or, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Just give me a f five minutes. Like I'm going to figure it out. I'm figuring it out right now. I'm in the process of figuring it out. Those answers show assertive. Those answers show that you're doing something about it. You are doing something about the fact that you don't know. So if you show that, that is extreme confidence. You won't need to know everything. You can go into situations, not know what the fuck anybody's talking about, but still walk in there. Yeah, I got this because you know that no matter what, you can figure it out. So let's go on to the last one, which is number five. Takes action even when he doesn't feel confident. What do I mean? I mean on the days that you don't have your best haircut, on the days that maybe your beard is not great, that you're not dressed well, on the days where you're just feeling funky and you don't got it going on, on those days, even though you don't feel it, you still take action. You still go after what you want. You still move forward in the direction of your dreams. Many guys, I can tell you this, many guys, and myself included, they live the life of waiting to feel confident first before taking action. They wait for the perfect conditions first before taking action. Raise your hand if that was you. If you're listening right now, if you're watching, raise your hand that was you because I know that was me. The problem with this is that you're always going to be waiting. You are essentially waiting for the world to take the lead for you. You are doing the thing that I said I think at the very beginning where you are having an expectation of the world doing it for you and you're going to be waiting forever. Like that's not sexy. Nobody wants to be around the guy who's waiting for permission to do shit, for waiting for stuff to, to live his life. And what's also going to happen, you're never going to achieve anything because you're always waiting. You're waiting for the perfect conditions. That's like living in Southern California and waiting for it to rain in order to be your best self. Like you see how that does not compute? You get what I'm saying? And so that's why you want to be able to take action even though you don't feel confident. And that's when you tap into something better than confidence and that's courage. This is something that I talk about with a lot of my guys. Courage is the ability to take action even though you feel fear, even though you feel doubt, even though you feel insecure, even though you feel unsure and you don't know what to do. It's still taking action anyway. And the reason why it's so important is because it trains you to be bigger than your circumstances, to not be reactive, to be able to take action and work that, that, that will muscle, that act muscle, the, the, the muscle to take action. And what happens is that when you do take courageous action, confidence is just a natural byproduct. Like it's better than anything else. You're like, yo, I survived that. Yeah, I'm the man. I can do anything now. And I'm going to tell you this too, when it comes to women, when it comes to work, when it comes to friends, people at the end of the day, respect courage a whole lot more than confidence because confidence often is bravado. It's, it's like, oh, of course he's confident. Like he has everything going for him and it could be very disconnecting, disingenuous at times. Whereas courage, courage, it speaks of humanity in other people because everyone feels fear. But when you're able to overcome that and talk to people, you're going and, and, and not only talk to people actually, but do anything else, just you know, go for the job, start the business, whatever have it, whatever, what, what have you, blah, 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 <laughs> what have you. 
Um, people admire that. They admire that because you're showing vulnerability. And that is sexy. That, that women, especially women, they know deep down, that takes supreme confidence to be so vulnerable that you're like, damn, I'm nervous, I'm scared, but I'm doing this anyway. That will make them respect you. That will make them fall for you. That will make other people connect with you a whole lot better. And so that's why you want to develop your courage muscle. You want to know how to do it? Super easy. It's like this. Pick whatever it is that you're trying to go after, whether it's meeting women, whether it's being better in your relationship, whether that is getting better at your job, chasing your dream, whatever it is. I want you to take the smallest, easiest, but courageous action you can take. And I want you to take it every day for 30 days. What does that look like? So let's go to the basics. Let's say you're trying to get to know women, you're trying to talk to women, get better at meeting, interacting with them. What would be the easiest thing? It's not saying hi. Actually, the easiest thing would just be walking in their direction. Just do that. That is the smallest, bravest step that you can take, walking in their direction. After you do that enough times, and that seems easy, take the next brave action, which may be saying hi. After that, asking her name. After that, maybe making a joke or flirting or what have you. And let's say it's in business. Maybe the bravest thing is maybe just you putting a post saying, hey, I just want to teach you guys this thing. It'll take 30 seconds. Maybe that's the smallest action you can take. The question is, what is the smallest, bravest action you can take? And when you do that, you're going to build your courageous muscle, your courage muscle. Over and over again, you do that, your muscle will go from any weenie to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the courage will supersede your confidence, and it will be there to serve you anytime confidence is not. And so, just to really quickly recap, we're talking about validate self. That's what the advanced confident man does. Second, he has no expectation. It is what it is. I'm open to either one. Let's see what happens. Number three, he finds opportunity in every failure. Number four, he believes he can and eventually will figure it out. And then lastly, he takes action even when he doesn't feel confident. Once you make these five things a habit, once you make these things a part of your life on a regular basis, you're going to find that your confidence will grow. You are also going to find that confidence will spill into other areas of your life. And before you know it, while it may not feel like it, you will actually be more confident than the super smooth, sexy guy who appears to have it all together. You know how I know? I'm going to end it with this story. I remember being younger and I had these friends and they were all taller than me. They were all better looking. I felt better looking than me. They were confident because they were the guys who would always, you know, talk to women and like, hey guys, hey mommy, what's up? How you doing? And I just remember me going through my journey, developing my confidence. And I remember us all, you know, getting older and going out to the bar all together. And then I remember there was a group of women out there. And then my, my, you know, my friend was like, oh, you know, they're cute. And I'm like, all right, we'll go talk to them. And they're like, no, 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 not yet, not yet, no, no, not yet, not yet. And that's when I realized that they couldn't talk to women in groups. If she's by herself, it's easy. And you're the man and you brag about getting numbers. But when it's a group of women, it's not so easy. For some reason, the confidence is not there. And so I go up, I do my thing. I have conversations with them 
all the groups of women are laughing. They're going back and forth. My I invite my friends over. We're all talking at a group. And then in the middle of a conversation, I had a realization. I was like, confidence, it's not bravado. Confidence is not about being cool. Confidence is having a sense of peace and certainty in that who you are, what you're about, what's going to happen to you, essentially you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. And that there's nothing in front of you but possibility is knowing that in front of you is nothing but possibility. I don't know. I try to end it real poetic like, but I'll never forget that moment because that's when it hit me that the, the pretty boy stuff, that's not real confidence. Real confidence is just being able to say hi. Real confidence is be able to, to push past the limits, the courage to push past your limits and doing it over and over again. It doesn't have to be flashy. Confidence is quiet. Confidence is small. Confidence, it's just having the courage just to step one step out of your comfort zone. That's all it is. That's all it is at the end of the day. And when you do it enough, you'll be surprised what you can do. I don't know, that's what I got for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. In the upcoming episodes, we're going to start introducing more guests. We're going to start the series, What Women Want, I'm a, where we're going to interview women and we're going to have like real life conversations. We're also going to interview more friends. You're going to actually get to meet a lot of my clients, a lot of my past clients that I've worked with, and you're going to hear their stories. You're going to see how they've succeeded, the things that they've overcome, and maybe how you can use, this, use it to do the same thing in your lives. And so I'm super excited for what's coming up. You know, it's February, so we got Valentine's Day coming up. So maybe we'll do a Valentine's Day series. But till then, thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm super grateful that you're here. Super grateful that you're here listening and supporting Red Velvet. As always, I want the best for you. I'm going to catch you on the next one. Stay velvet out there. Later.